0: because we started this night with a meditation in front of the fire of God's creation of the world. The fire that is so hot, I think it burned what little hair I have left off. (laughs) And then we traced all through human history. We heard of the creation of humanity, and then the sad fact that when we had a choice between love and hate, when we had a choice between God and thinking we could become gods, we chose against love we chose against god and suddenly there was a break between humanity and god but we still hear how god his plan is formed with the Pibu people that he enslaved enslaved not just physically by the egyptians but by sin itself are led with dry shoes to freedom through the death of a lamb. The blood of a Passover lamb placed on a door, simply replacing the death of their child with the death of a lamb, foreshadowing something much bigger coming. And then suddenly we hear that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son when we proclaim the glory, the Christmas hymn, glory to God and the angels, that God came to find us. You see, this, this gap was more than any human being could ever, any regular human being could ever forge, could ever fill. And in this moment, our God, knowing that we could come up with no remedy of ourselves, became the remedy by taking on the fullness of humanity and yet never surrendering his divinity. So suddenly, into this thing, he comes and takes all the hatred and all the ugliness, all that ancient sin upon himself and nails it to a cross, sinking beneath the waters of death. We think for a second, like those ladies, they're just going to anoint him. They think it's over. And then they say, who are you looking for? The tomb is empty. You see, the ancient wound has been healed, but it's by a bridge, not of human construction, but a bridge whose name is Jesus Christ, joining humanity and divinity together once and for all. And in 40 days, he will ascend to heaven and open for us, bring humanity into the very presence and life of God himself in his very being and becoming the bridge by which we can pass. The waters of the Red Sea are no more. It is the waters of baptism that we enter into his death and rise again. And that's about to happen. And then the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon those who are baptized, to empower all to go and proclaim this message to all the world. You see, the apostles witnessed this. They doubted, and then they saw it, and they couldn't stop telling the story until their deaths themselves. Through fire and through beating, through prison, they still returned to tell this news. So powerful is this news, it must be told. So powerful it is that I've given my life, the priest behind you, and all of us through our baptisms must do the same. The tomb is empty. And so it is, this night does not end with the baptism and confirmation of these amazing people. This night ends then and culminates in the Eucharistic feast where Christ feeds us with his very self, makes us present again to his gift of the Father. And we join him in that gift. And he, the Spirit pours that life back into us. That's the culmination of this evening. The feeding of each one of us with the Eucharist. And then the sending forth to go and proclaim the resurrection. We who are already baptized should be renewed in the waters of baptism this night. We who are already confirmed as we witness the Holy Spirit come upon should allow those gifts to be unfettered, not placed away. But wisdom and courage and understanding, awe and reverence, each one of these are ours if only we allow them to be unbound. And so, my brothers and sisters, I think it's time for 17 amazing, blessed homilies.